Hi, this is Yvonne Brown, and this is a JADcast, produced by JAD Communications International, the organization that helps women to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their highest potential at www.jadcommunications.com. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to today's JADcast. We have with us today Nancy Emerson from the Nancy Emerson School of Surfing, and we're going to talk to her about how surfing and being a woman has an impact on how you approach things. Nancy's going to share with us what surfing has meant to her and her life. Hi, Nancy. Welcome. Aloha. Good morning there. How are you? We're good. I'm good. Thank you. Our first question is, the ocean, the beach, and surfing were your saviors. Can you tell us a little more about that? Well, I was born and raised in Pacific Palisades, Malibu, California, right on the border there. And, I, you know, right there at the beach, I was um, raised. I'm a water baby, and a water baby is someone that's born and raised at the beach. And, you know, it's like my my blood is really ocean. It's yeah, You take me too far away from it, and you really can see a change in personality. The ocean is really important, and it, you know, when I'm sad or frustrated or happy or whatever it may be, I always go to the ocean. That sounds really wonderful. You know, as a, as a recognized female athlete, what would you say to the many female executives and entrepreneurs who listen to this show? I would say... You know, if you've never been to the ocean or you don't know much about the ocean, I would say it'd be great to come and visit me here in Australia or set up something in Honolulu, Hawaii, or just get to the coast and go experience, even if you just watch the ocean, what it can do for you because water, Mother Nature... Is so nurturing, and it really can help you in type of an executive position. You're always looking ahead to make your company or your, you know, your coworkers you work with to make everything very clear and to make the best you can out of the company either you're working for or you're running. And with surfing, it's it's very similar because you're always looking ahead. And you have to be aware of what's coming ahead of you. And it just helps you relax. It helps you be aware. It helps you take a step backwards to go, well, maybe I need to just, you know, take time out and maybe try this instead or maybe just wait a little bit longer before I pursue, you know, in this area of my corporation. But I I think women... If they've never experienced the ocean, they're really missing something very special that enhances one's life and one's environment. I, I love the ocean, so I, I know exactly what you're saying about the difference it makes when you, when you spend time there, at least at, at the very minimum, just to think and to look forward. 
Oh, I just wanted to say that um, it's amazing what the ocean can do to help transform people's thoughts and energies. And, and even, you know, even when people, you know, put their feet in it and just the energy, because it's just, there's so many, it's like herbal healing medicines. You know, the ocean is a healing medicine, and to just um, be around it or put your feet in it, it's just amazing how it can transform someone. I believe you, and especially because of uh, during our, our communications, uh, some of the things you said to me uh, led me to this next question, which is, what are some of the positive things that uh, brought you independence and brought you safety and taught you how to be independent and safe because of your surfing? Well, there's a lot of things. I think everything started when I was a little girl. Um, my parents sharing the ocean and me being very, you know, very lucky to be in an area such as Pacific Palisades in Malibu growing up and being at the ocean and having that opportunity to go to the beach every day of your life, to be able to, um, you know, witness how it makes you feel when you leave the beach or when you come to the beach. And another type of way that I learned independence was from my mother and seeing her doing real estate and, you know, being actually home a lot um, on my own, but also going to the beach every day after school and learning to, you know, really have to take care of myself because um, my mother was trying to um, make an income and, and a better life for 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 both and of a you. for better life for both of us and yeah. she actually um took me to Hawaii when I was nine years old, and it was like <laughs> it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life because i I've always loved family, but unfortunately my fa- my blood family has you know parts of it it's always been so kind of split apart and you know anytime I could see any relatives it was like oh I just loved it it was so joyous and when my mom took me to Hawaii um, in 1961 was the first time I went I learned and I hung out with the local kids and they were mostly Hawaiian Hawaiian Chinese um, Hawaiian Portuguese Hawaiian Japanese, and we call that in Hawaii hapahauli, and some had Caucasian in them, and the thing about Hawaii, and also where I was brought up in Southern California, but you really felt it in Hawaii, and it's still there, is the ohana. In ohana, it's O-H-A-N-A, and that means family. And the ohana in Hawaii is very extended, where it doesn't matter if you're not blood, it doesn't matter what color you are, it's just the people in the islands 
they open their arms and hearts and souls to you and you become a part of their family and that was my huge attraction besides the ocean and the waves that was that was the biggest thing for me and that really touched my soul immensely and so I I was like someday when I'm big enough <laughs> you know I'm I'm going to move here because this is beautiful and I was fortunate also to have a mother to be able to provide and take us to Hawaii every year after that and then in 1968 I started actually 1966 my mother allowed me to travel by myself um, and I was traveling with actually um, the world champion at the time and her family and champion surfer? Yeah, her name's Joyce Hoffman. Okay. And so my mom let me go with her because in 1966 I first started um, competing in on an amateur level, and I and did. How old were you? You were you were very young, and you started competing. <laughs> <laughs> I was 14, and um, I competed and did very well, and. Uh, I started in April, and by December, you know, my mom was, yeah, you can go. And so I went to Hawaii. You know, I've been going to Hawaii for many years prior, and then I went to compete, and, you know, I never stopped going. In 1968, I, I um, started working, and actually I started working when I was 14, and in 68, I made enough money that I could go, f made four trips. And the next year, as soon as I skipped a year of high school, as soon as I got out of high school, I, um, I moved to Maui with the help of my grandma. Wow. So is that how you got into uh, uh, doing surfing? And I know you won some surfing titles. And so I wondered, you know, what, what some of them are, and what did it feel like when you won the first one? Well, just to, you know, your, answer your kind of your first question before that is I actually, you know, was born and raised at the beach, and I body surfed, and we rode um, canvas blue and red mats with white um, rope around them. And we rode those, and we stood up in those. And when my mom took me to Hawaii for the first time, I was sitting on Waikiki, just mesmerized, watching the surfers. And she said, do you want to learn how to do that? And I said, yeah. And so she went up and down the beach to try to find the very best beach boy. And she was looking for just quality, because that's how I was raised. I... I had private swimming lessons and private piano lessons and Pancho Gonzalez gave me private tennis lessons and, you know, in Santa Monica and I was fortunate. So she came back like an hour later and she said, I have just the beach boy for you and it was Nappy Napoleon and I had a surfing lesson and my first wave I stood up and rode it all the way in and just kept going. Um... I just kept riding waves, and I surf 
61, and my mom actually wanted to buy a surfboard that day for me for Christmas, and I went, nah, nah, nah. You know, because some people do check-in balancing with their children or even with relationships, and I kind of was, even though I was only nine years old, I was kind of like very cluey and very street smart. And I said, no, let's wait, and I'll just rent boards, and we'll wait. And if I really want to still do surfing, when it comes time to my birthday, we'll go and order a board. And so in the beginning of March, we ordered a board, and I knew I didn't have to do any check and balancing with my mom. And, you know, I just started surfing, and I started, you know, Boards in those days were like 35 to 40 pounds. They were very, very heavy long boards. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I surfed some of the best spots in California, and I was able to travel to different spots. And then in 1966, um, at my first contest, which I really thought was very, very special because it was my first, and... I actually missed getting first place by one point, but it didn't matter because I was just like I had won it because it was just special and I met so many new wonderful people and I always felt competition. That's why I was, I don't know, I was like, I'm not a hardcore competitor. I mean, I would compete through school and always try the hardest I could do, but I really look at competition as if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. And so I had fun, and I was actually asked that day um, by uh, Hanai is a Hawaiian word for, like, adopted, and um, Baby Dave or Dave Rockland, um, his family is from Hawaii, but he was in California, and he was managing the Hobie Surfboard Shop in Santa Monica, and he came up to me that day, and he said, I'd like to invite you and your mom to come to the shop tonight, and I also, and so when we went there, he said, I'd like to invite you to be on the Hobie team, um, surfboard team, and I was just like really moved, and to me, surfing an event, even though I didn't get first, being invited to be on the Hobie surfboard team at 14 years old um, was like huge. huge I mean it was like I'd start getting free surfboards and I'd be sponsored by um, one of the original surfboard makers um, in the world and so it was it was real very very special and the same sweet gentleman Dave Rockland he actually invited me to come and be a part of the Malibu Surfing Association, which was one of the um, major surf clubs in the 60s um, out of Southern California. And that was like, wow, that was such an amazing <laughs> honor. And you you go three times and they get to meet you and then they have a vote and you either get it voted in or you get voted out. And I was... Um, so honored to be able to be voted in at 14 years old to be a part of this amazing surf club that traveled up and down the coast and you know one of my closest people in my lives 
um, Mary Lou McGinnis, which is Mary Lou Drummy now. Um, she's like 10 years older than me. She's a grandma. She still surfs. Her kids were all pros. Her kids still surf. They still are in the, you know, surfing international and national limelight. And we, she's been like a, one of my moms because my mom, for all those out there that have been from breakup families and your mom never knew how to give you personal love, I was fortunate to have about, I think it's six moms wow, that wow. were, you know, gave me the personal love yes. as well as who was like my grandmother and my grandmother's youngest sister. They were like my moms in my life. And I was very, very fortunate um, to have and still have um, women that have been just very just so nurturing and always there in my life for me and um, just really special and it's because my dad gave me my personal love and my grandma and my aunties and it's just it is sad but you got to pick yourself up and just you know hang with the people yeah, that do love you love you so how, yeah. how, how and when did you win your first title I mean, you missed you missed that one title by one point. Well, that was just my first contest, and each year, you know, I won some contests later on. I would actually have to go. Um, there's a website called um, uh, GoWithAPro.com, and in there, under my um, under my name, it shows not all, but a huge amount of different titles I won. Um, each year, though, I, I went up because it was like I started with single A, and then I went to double A, triple A, and then four, quadruple 4A in 1969. Every year, I went up in competition, and I can't remember them all, but I think to me, the things I do remember that stand out were... And I didn't win this, but it was it was huge because it wasn't on the in the national level. It was international level, and it's called the Makaha um, International Championships held on uh, the island of Oahu at Makaha, and it was covered by what ABC Y World of Sports um, back in the '60s. And there was like 85 women from around the world. Wow. And I was 15, and I got third place. And to me... Wow, impressive. See, that was, that was really special, because I won events in California, but things that stand out for me, that was special. And in 19... I know this is way big change, but 1998, I was honored in the Women's Hall of Fame in Hawaii, for being, um, it was not so much just surfing, it was being honored in the Hall of Fame of the ocean, of all the different things I've done in the ocean. Because when we were, when we were, you know, back in 66 when I went, every year for four years on Christmas Day, they'd have paddleboard races. And i do the paddleboard races with all my local friends, the Downings and the Forsyths, 
um, and Joyce Hoffman, she went in them sometimes, and we did these in Waikiki in front of the um, uh, Moana Hotel right there on Waikiki Beach, and we did tandem racing, and I would win all my all the ones I entered, I got first place. And those were really Very special because you're, you're competing against all these beautiful Hawaiian local kids and, you know, you come from California and to be able to be a part of it and have fun and share and, you know, enjoy the luau's after. It was just all about family and having fun. And, oh, yeah. and that's the things in competition that, you know, were so special. And I quit surfing competition in 69 because of some politics. And I'm not into politics. And they just, mm-hmm. politics just brings disunity in the world. And I'm more for bringing the oneness of mankind and trying to people just be down to earth and keep it simple. And anyway, I quit competition for seven years and then I was asked, you know, to come and surf in the first pro class trials they ever had. And um, that was cool because I hadn't surfed and competed in about seven years and I ended up winning that wow. in um, November of 1977 and I had been most of the year in the Marshall Islands um, I was asked to go down with the Baha'i faith and go down and see the Baha'is and the Marshalls and you know I, I lived where there was no running water and no electricity and it was just it was a beautiful, wonderful um, time, and it was really neat because in the Marshalls, they're the most, if you take Micronesia, and the Marshalls are the easternmost um, islands, and the westernmost are Palau, you know, below Guam. And the Palauan women, they are like, they're the head of the household, and when land passes, it passes through the women. And Palauans, are the most aggressive where they'll become doctors and lawyers and attorneys and um, you know they're very always working in the land and you know fishing and and the Marshallese are very soft-spoken and gentle and you know very laid-back and when I went down there I went and you know I, I wore a dress surfing with shorts underneath because I didn't want to take up away the culture or come in and, you know, I wouldn't want to wear a bikini or yeah, shorts and a yeah, bathing suit top because you. they had been gone over by um, missionaries and they didn't know any, you know, they didn't know any better. And, and so I just went surfing for a couple, like six weeks in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that went that that must have been interesting. Tune in next week for part two. You've been listening to a Jadcast. We hope this podcast helps you on your journey to achievement of your destiny. Remember to visit us at www.jadcommunications.com.